0: Welcome to the King Hero Indie Car Podcast with Kirby and Justin. Kirby, how are you? Uh, I'm well,
1: Justin. That uh, sounded like quite a strain there from you.
0: It it did. It kind of sounded like I was on the toilet, actually. I didn't didn't want to be quite that descriptive. Yeah, yeah, I knew you were going there, though, so I just thought I'd complete that. It's Actually, I love this off-season. I love the pace of it. Our pace or the uh, news cycle pace? Uh, both. So, Kerb, uh, we did a little longer format last time. I think we're gonna kind of do that again this time. And uh,
1: is this a, is this a fair warning to the listening audience?
0: Preview coming attractions. Uh, right. Some people liked the longer format last time. Kerb, I got a, a whole host of things to talk uh, to talk about. I don't. Some are probably hits. Some are gonna be misses. Um, hopefully, there's a, a few diamonds in here. You lead the way. I'll try to follow. Okay. Well, first thing is. Uh, uh curb I, I found this interesting and and really you got to elaborate on it uh rather than me is um you took a recent uh visit to the andretti global site and uh it had some interesting things to report like there's nothing there like there's nothing there um,
1: all the banners are gone all the all the uh and uh, even worse all the construction equipment uh, appears to be gone the only you know, the only evidence of a construction site I could find was one of those, uh, erosion fences, you know, the silt fences or whatever they put around. the Sure. State. You know, apparently I guess there are some sort of lawsuit going on between, the uh, designers and, and, uh, Andretti Global or vice versa. So apparently they had to close things down until it gets resolved. So I can't help but wonder what that does to, uh, timelines for both Andretti and Arrow McLaren's. It's, uh, Arrow McLaren's going to take over Andretti's old shop.
0: Well, you know, Curb, it is, uh. Just uh, it's legal, it's legal badness in IndyCar these days.
1: Bring your lawyer to every race, apparently.
0: Well, yes, and to now to every construction site as well.
1: Every yeah, bring in, bring a lawyer to work day apparently. So,
0: uh, as one uh, of the yeah. uh, fascinating off-season uh, articles that was written,
1: um, he says facetiously, "I hope."
0: The interesting thing that's going on, Curb, I don't know if you've monitored it, but Michael Andretti's like kind of saying, "Yeah, we're shooting for 2025," you know into f1 I and there's he's a, built
1: a 2023
0: car <laughs> yeah and uh, he's already built a yeah it's a 2023 car and outside of maybe zach brown i can't think of one other uh f1 team that wants him in and and many are kind of going way out of their way to say how they don't want him in although i had to laugh at uh at our buddy uh Guthrieck steiner the other day
1: your buddy Gunther.
0: yeah okay. Gunter steiner uh had a particularly uh He came out, and he had one of the more fascinating uh, protests that I saw, which is that the COVID crisis uh, was a warning about an 11th team, that it could happen again. And uh, I I found that to be somewhat spurious reasoning.
1: Not only spurious, but ironic since the pandemic was the best thing that ever happened to Formula One.
0: (sighs) Okay, well, you've peeled that scab. I'm going to have to get into it. I was recently in Las Vegas.
1: I Throwing think, away yeah. money on college football.
0: Throwing away money on college football. I, I, I mean that was fate, wasn't it? I mean, Catholic boy betting against Notre Dame. What, what, what did I think was going to happen? I,
1: I thank you for your contribution. <laughs> I, I, I
0: have to say that was a fun night to watch. Be a, to
1: attend a football game.
0: The one time that they actually live up to their promise. The one time. That's the time I decided to throw four hundred on them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was in Vegas, and. There, that weekend, there was a the NASCAR race on. You never would have known it by being there, right? They were racing at Vegas? Yes, they were racing okay. at Vegas that weekend. You never would have known it, just being in town and out and about. I would have never known it. Um, I did kind of notice uh, that the Raiders were playing New England. You know, there's a lot of Pats fans around. So that that kind of showed up a little bit in town, right? Right. But what was just unavoidable everywhere you went, Curb, is the fact that in a month or so, F1's going to be there. From the McLaren store at the Wynn, and and by store, I mean they're selling McLaren cars. They have like six or seven of them there. Right. To to the
1: just— I mean, there's also a healthy amount of merch and all that stuff, right?
0: I didn't see—well, there is merch around, yep, for sure.
1: I I mean, I saw that McLaren— not only had cars, but they had merchandise and all this other crap.
0: Yeah, well, I was I was kind of too busy looking at the cars. I'm sure it distracted um, you. Yeah, I mean, not that I could get close to them. <laughs> they had the old uh, velvet rope, and uh, I'm sure you had to put a tax uh, tax return in before uh, you could even get in to look at them. But, anyways, um, I got to tell you, Curb, just the stunning, stunning amount of infrastructure that is going up around there for that race. The stands. The paving, the paddock, the uh, it just never ends. And, and you, I'm just looking at it. The money, you know, the I'm just dry, I drove the track or most of it anyways through the course of the weekend, and you know it's all they've they've redone all the paving. It's all smooth, and they've put you know between what F1's put in between what Las Vegas had put in whatever's put in. I mean we're talking billions of dollars, billions. It is absolutely stunning. I, I, uh, it's, I mean, I can't even believe that I, I, I I sat there aghast because I was wondering how did cart put on a race here? (laughs) You know, how did that ever even possibly happen? I guess if you recall, the cars were actually leaping off the pavement. There was, (laughs) right. (laughs) But so I guess that's how it happened. Like they don't do anything for it, but the amount of stands, just looking at like the stands and the hospitality, the temporary stuff that they're putting up, it's you can't the, the scope of it's 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 very difficult to explain.
1: I guess two things: one, I mean NASCAR, or I mean not NASCAR, but uh, Formula One themselves. I mean they bought a prime piece of real estate and they're developing it in, in a in a hurry, right, for this event, and it's going to be a permanent facility, and I mean Las Vegas is going to be kind of their American home almost is that correct
0: I don't know I mean I, I I saw the area that they're developing it's not like on the strip it's like you know a couple blocks three blocks back from the strip but on the course where the course is going to be right 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 and yeah I think I mean it wasn't cheap real estate I can I, I, I want to
1: say it was three I want to say it was three hundred million dollars or something I mean, it was some yeah ungodly amount like or of money yeah, three or just to buy the million.
0: land yeah so I'm sure it wasn't cheap because, you know, Vegas is just – every time I go there, I say, okay, it's gotten as big as it's going to be, and then something else happens. You know, like that sphere is uh, notable. Let's put it that way. Sure. Like I said, when you look at how the area that the track is actually covering, where the stands are going up, I mean they're going right over the Bellagio Fountain. You know, I mean they're putting them up. Boom. Right. And it's like, Wow. It just gives you the, I mean, like I said, it's billions of dollars, and it just gives you the, I guess, realization, you know, it's just, uh, and if you watched, I don't know if you watched any of CODA today, Curb, so there was a Formula mm-hmm. One race there today, Curb. Okay, you may have, gotcha. You, you may have missed it. I might have, I might have, yeah. Yeah. And then you just watch the the crowd there and the, the, the massive size of the crowd in CODA, and, and again, just the presentation everything and just how big this thing has gotten the stars that just end up you know running through coda it was and the money that people are putting in the 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 investment in alpha tauri by you know the stars and, and then it's just becoming a whole cultural phenomenon that it, it's really difficult for me to say at this curb you know, i know we you know put this forward you now maybe this thing was all gonna die down but i don't know this is this thing's looking bigger than uh You could have ever figured it to be, I think.
1: Well, um, you know, sometimes you got to start by acting like you're a big deal. Right. And they're certainly acting like they're a big deal. Do
0: you mean you think they're acting like a big deal now?
1: No, they've acted like they're a big deal for a while, but they are people are people are reciprocating by acting as if they're a big deal and, and, and and behaving accordingly.
0: Well, let's be clear. They are a big deal now. It is a huge deal.
1: I'm saying that sometimes you have to act like you're a big deal for people to treat you like you're a big deal. And our our favorite little uh, open-wheel series that wishes they could somewhere be in the shadow of Formula One doesn't do that. I guess I'm just remarking on the difference. It's a big deal. It may not deserve to be, but it is. And <laughs> part of it is acting like you're a big deal, right? I mean...
0: Uh, well, I mean, you're going back to Bernie Eccleston, right? Bernie was always you know, playing that card.
1: Bernie only wishes he made it as big a deal as it is now.
0: Well, right? I think Bernie's okay. It just got reported that he paid $800 million fine for tax fraud.
1: <laughs> Bernie's Bernie's just fine, but I'm sure Bernie wishes he uh, still owned it. <laughs> you know, I, was, I thought it was funny. Uh, I saw an article a few days ago. He said, well, do you think that the race at CODA – will help stimulate more sales tickets, ticket sales for the race at, at Las Vegas. And I just was a little, sh- little shocked to see anybody asking the question because all you ever hear is Vegas is going to be bigger than 10 Super Bowls combined or something like that. So I don't know if Vegas is uh, disappointing anybody in terms of ticket sales or not, but uh, uh, just that was an interesting observation or interesting question to be asked.
0: Well, I read that same article too. And I think there's a, uh the first thing you have to question is if there's any validity to it at all, right? Sure. Um the second thing you have I guess one way to look at it and I guess the way where I kind of landed on it is that they've been asking the moon for, you know, tickets and these packages, right? Right. In fact, there's a there's one of the suites there. It's it's a million dollars for the weekend. The hotel um, suite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Lynn and I uh were reading about that. And while we were down there, because we were just both so stunned by the whole thing. So yeah, some of this stuff has been is being priced, and you know, like anything, when you're pricing it for the first time with no context to draw from, you know, sometimes you get it wrong one way or the other, right? You either price it too low or you price it too high. The way I interpreted that article is that there's potentially some of these people have priced it a bit too high, right? That right. people are like Looking at a the cost of going there, you know just the flight itself. Let's just say, and then all of a sudden they see what it's going to cost for them to stay there, and they're saying, and then the and then the cost of the race itself, and they're like, no, there's there's things I'd rather do with my money. As I told my family, is like, if you really want to go see an F1 race, let's fly to Europe. We'll go to the Hungary race, it'll still be cheaper. Yeah, uh, maybe they've overpriced it, and maybe and that I think maybe that's what that article was alluding to. That was that was interesting, but it's the only it's the only point of data I've seen that's anything like that. I don't know about you. I think I might have seen a
1: similar sentiment in some other article, but I can't remember the details of it. I,
0: I want to just go on and on about it because it's just you know it, it's not this is an IndyCar podcast and we're not here to talk about F one. Right. But I have to say this. Say it. it is stunning what one stupid little show on Netflix during COVID has done to the world of racing.
1: Yeah. That show had been on for a season or two when COVID hit, hadn't it? No. Because Yeah. Because people like you and my son-in-law and so on, oh, you got to watch this. You got to watch this. You got to watch this. And I watched one or two episodes, and we had our discussion about uh, our differences of opinion about the show. But it wasn't brand new, I don't think. There were a handful of seasons to watch. Therefore people looking for something to binge, it filled their time. And,
0: 2019 uh, Curb was uh first season.
1: Okay, so it would have been season 2 and season 1, right? I mean, spring of 20 would have been season 2. So they had two seasons to watch, I guess, when they're looking for something to binge. Yeah. <laughs> it's just amazing. The good fortune, uh the good turn of fortune for uh for Formula 1 that came out of that.
0: Yeah. Curb, uh Vegas, I I I have to talk a little bit about that uh, in another form as well. As I said, there was a NASCAR race over the weekend. I, I don't think it was particularly well attended from what I briefly read. And uh, like I said, you wouldn't even have known it was going on. But the on the following Monday, it was given to me as a gift. uh was one of these NASCAR driving experience things. Right. It, the gift certificate I got, you could either get – a NASCAR driving experience or the Andretti, you know, IndyCar driving experience at the on the oval in Las Vegas. When I went to go, you know, sign up and use my gift certificate, of course I tried to get the Andretti driving experience, right? And <laughs> I'm not sure there's any such thing. It's kind of like the Andretti Global headquarters. Right. Um, when I looked at at the offices, there was like the nascar driving experience on one side and then the andretti driving experience had a you know it was adjoining it was part of the same building but just like a, a different entrance mm-hmm. and i saw a bunch of furniture turned upside down and stacked up um that's <laughs> well, kind of what i was going to ask <laughs> uh, in the andretti driving experience so um i think there's might be some similarities <laughs> between that and the andretti global site to
1: <laughs> take a picture of that and send it to formula one management or whatever they're uh, <laughs> you
0: gotta you gotta have a dready name in, in formula one. <laughs> it's true it would have not been <laughs> i i think he needs to pull that that name off there as soon as possible yeah. um so i did the nascar thing and, and as it turns out i was kind of glad i did because I, like I, I i don't need to to do the open wheel thing there. I, but, you know, getting in a tin top would be at least somewhat novel. Right. Right. And so I went there and, um, I gotta say it's, it's, it is a bit of an authentic, a NASCAR experience. And I'll say this because like the, the video you watched before, you know, kind of showing you how to, you know, the car into first gear and you know, what you're going to do and all these kind of things. It was, you know, it was, <laughs> it was being done by, you know, I've, you know, some would say hillbilly, others would say southern accent, whatever you want to call it, right? Right. Um, was the moderator, and and uh, he mispronounced the word forfeit, which I I thought was interesting in the video. And then um, you get into the car, and uh, I did 16 laps, and you got this guy in your ear, um, who's, you know, the, the things on a rev limiter, but they can remotely, you know, let your revs go up. Yeah, that's how they top your speed out. You're not you're not following an instructor or anything. No, no, okay. you're there's they've got a couple of, they got some dots on the the course that that's the line, okay. And you're supposed to stay within the 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 hash marks, will you? Well, that's the line. Um, they, they draw the line on the track for you. Yeah, there's a couple there's hash marks kind of going around. It's not like you know they're like probably every hundred yards or so, but you know they're there. Right. And you're looking to kind of keep the car between the line uh between the hash marks there and as you go they allow you to go faster and faster and they allow the rev thing to go up and you got this guy like in your ear who again it was it was a very authentic experience the guy was total Southern accent you know like you know keep it in there wait watch where watch you you know stay left stay left you know all this kind of stuff right
1: and how many cars were on the track at one time
0: Um, they said it was busy, and I think maybe there was eight, and I actually passed a couple of cars.
1: Meaning you lapped them, or you started behind them?
0: I started, well, it's all relative. You're not racing, but I don't know. They were on the track. They were going slower than I was. I went around them.
1: So you didn't all start at the same time? No. Okay.
0: All with this guy screaming in my ear, like, when did, you know, when and how to do that, right? Okay, gotcha. I gotta say, I mean, the car is just like, so wants to turn left. (laughs) Like, the hardest thing, uh, to me, like, the the weirder thing was, like, just trying to go straight because you had to keep the steering wheel cockeyed because it just wanted to turn left, right?
1: Well, it sounds like Carl Larson, right? Yeah.
0: And yeah. the car really felt its best. And we actually, and I'll I'll have to confess this, it was kind of cool when you just started turning into that bank turn and the thing just like, oh, that's, that's exactly where I want to be. I want to be in that turn. Right. I never got close to. I think I got it. Like they topped me out at 155. That's all the faster I could go. What,
1: I mean, did you get to 155, or did yes, you? Yes,
0: yes, yes. That's as fast as I could go. That's with the got, beyond that was a rev
1: And when you say 155, that's like on the straightaway they didn't for the lap speed.
0: That was top speed. So I don't know where they got the speed from.
1: You're lifting in the corners, I assume, or you're? No, you're
0: not. You're 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 flat.
1: So you're not sure if that was. You know, I got I did a lap at 155 miles an hour. You don't, or maybe that was just your top speed on the straightaway. I'm
0: I'm pretty sure it was just top speed. I'm I I doubt that that was your average. Okay, gotcha. I've as you know I've been doing a bit of racing, so I really didn't anticipate anything. But my my heart kicked a, you know, when I got up to as fast as I could go, and you know, turning into that corner, it wasn't uh, natural. Let's put it that way. It was your body wasn't telling you this is what you should do.
1: There's one thing to be, uh, to say, prefer the entertainment value of IndyCar over NASCAR, but it's got to be cool to go 150 miles an hour in any kind of car, right? I mean, it's got to be fun. It can't be.
0: It was fun to go into the corners, I, the straights, you know, you know, whatever, but I mean, it didn't well, really feel it all, that but, yeah.
1: It all goes together, doesn't it? I mean, it's all yeah, part of the no. package.
0: Yeah. No, it was. I think it would be a great, <laughs> there was certainly a demographic there. And not one variant from the demographic of the people that were driving. That was interesting. though, like it was all the same dude. It was all the fifty-something dude. You know, with a few bucks to spare. With a few bucks to spare, yeah. But for for some of them, this was going to be the day of their life.
1: Right. Good for them. I mean, why not?
0: No, I'm not saying anything about that. I just it was better than I thought. How's that? How's that for
1: the review? There you go. The NASCAR experience is worth the money. It sounds like.
0: Uh, I didn't say that. That was a lot of money for a very little. (laughs) It's like a thousand bucks.
1: Okay, but uh, for somebody that isn't doing a lot of racing, it might be the pinnacle, and it's a good experience.
0: There you go. There you go. I think that's fair. Curb, should Bob Dylan sing the next IndyCar racing song? Uh, no, I, it's
1: strange to say, but you'd probably be better off with uh, What's-His-Name-From-Kiss to keep doing it
0: versus Gene Simmons.
1: Versus Bob i yeah.
0: <laughs> I know you, you went, know and I, I know you went with the idea that maybe Bob could be the next one. Uh, did you leave the concert with a different opinion?
1: Um, let's put it this way. I, I had to look up online to see what the set list was, because I had no idea what songs I heard <laughs> during the show. So, <laughs> it was interesting i saw bob dylan it's on my list my life list and uh that's all i can say that's the most i can say about it i don't know why he's still touring at his age i don't know what his age is but it's got to be way up there and um he must uh just really want to do it or love doing it because uh he doesn't look that strong
0: okay curb are we gonna go (laughs) it's time to start picking on indycar a little bit here uh, they've had a test at the speedway now with the new engine. I think maybe Alexander Rossi said it best, which he said, it's not fast. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> well, um, I don't know if you noticed, but there seemed to be a real, uh, shortage of coverage of the, uh, of the, of the, uh, hybrid test. It was, uh, you know, lots of coverage of the rookies on Wednesday and lots of coverage of Kyle Larson on Thursday and, you just didn't hear quite the number of stories about the hybrid test, as you heard about those, all those exciting rookies that are getting their ROP out of the way. Will Power, just the, mo- the most exciting thing he could say was that, uh, well, the drivers are going to be real busy in there because there's more to do now on uh, each lap. But, uh, you know, <clears throat> somehow they have to apply the brake or drag the brake while they're going around there at 220 miles an hour and and uh, try not to lose uh, contact with the car ahead of them or get run over by the car behind them so it's gonna be interesting to see how that works
0: and Kerb, i'm gonna go ahead and announce it now because uh next podcast we're not gonna cover any of these topics we're gonna each present our five point plan for indycar survival no pressure no pressure well and we are gonna work on it independently we will not compare notes i will present mine you will present yours and we will discuss but I'll say this much. I'm not sure dropping the lap speeds 10 to 15 miles per hour in May uh, are going to generate a whole lot of excitement. I will
1: not be surprised if in 2024, the hybrids are street and road course only. I I question whether they're going to be ready to apply apply this technology at the 500 without screwing the race up.
0: Well, adding weight to the cars is already... going to screw it up somewhat, I think.
1: I mean there's weight and there's there's different, you know, the the center of gravity or whatever, the center Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: is is moving and you know, you probably have to leave all that in place or much of it but just not use this. Not apply this hybrid system. I don't I don't remember the details of the articles I read, but it sounds like the guy in first is going to be even more of a sitting duck than before. <laughs> I don't know how it works. I really don't. And I know that it's probably important to them. Since the IndyCar is the Indy 500, uh, it's probably important to them to be able to say they're using hybrid at the 500. But uh, I, they've uh, they've uh, postponed um, initiatives before, and it won't surprise me if they postpone at least partially this one next year.
0: I was somewhat excited about this uh, the hybrid thing because I thought it might be kind of interesting, add some interesting strategy dynamics. But the weight, the weight, the weight. I'm biting my tongue off now, Kurt, because I think too much of it dovetails with my five point plan, but, um, right. I'm just going to say that, you know, adding weight to these things is not good on ovals, not good anywhere, but you know, particularly on ovals, it's a disaster.
1: Well, I mean, let's just say there's good reasons to add weight. This car is, is it's been called a Frankenstein car already. And it's really going to, um, you yeah. know, earn that that moniker next year.
0: Curb um Craig Hampson's uh left uh McLaren and Alexander Rossi.
1: Yeah, so it's going to be it's definitely going to be a disappointment for Rossi. I think he knew him from Andretti days and, and it sounded like he was looking forward to working with him again. you spend a you spend a season getting your team to gel and and then the engineer you want to work with is gone. So I'm sure he'll be all right, but I'm sure it was a disappointment for him.
0: Where's Hampson going?
1: It's a mystery so far, you know. Um, so I, I've heard some speculation that he might have uh, some non-compete that has to be worked out. But um, I can't help but wonder if maybe he might end up at Foyt. But um, I have no reason to, to say that other than uh, Cannon went there. And uh, Hampson and Cannon, I think, used to work together at Coin, didn't they? So, And now, you know, you got that Con- Penske connection. So maybe maybe there's a few more bucks there to, uh, to lure somebody of Hampson's stature to the team.
0: What about Canassi?
1: Mm, I mean, maybe, but. Uh,
0: Don't forget the Chip
1: uh, you got five cars Zach cars there Brown
0: now. fight.
1: <laughs> well, there's that. And you got five cars to take care of now, so uh, that's always part of it. But um, Hampson just seems like the kind of guy that likes to be the underdog and likes to be. I uh, feel like he's a difference maker in a team and in um, a team like. McLaren with uh, you know 5 million engineers on both sides of the pond and all that he probably got swallowed up there and um I don't know if going to Ganassi would you know certainly wouldn't represent being an underdog or being in a place where he could have outsized influence so um so I'm I'm suspecting a smaller team but I don't know that for a fact
0: uh, uh, that's one to watch Curb um NASCAR now is on iRacing. racing did you notice that
1: uh, well uh yeah yep And left, ironically,
0: and and left the very company who IndyCar has gravitated to. Well,
1: I mean, iRacing bought the NASCAR game, right? I mean, that's (laughs) so in theory, the funds from uh, iRacing buying the NASCAR game from this company might be what it takes to to keep them afloat until they get the IndyCar game going. But uh, but still, it's it's a bit ironic and probably a bitter pill for a lot of people that, uh, they can't I race, uh, they can't do IndyCar racing on iRacing, but, uh, but now NASCAR can, and NASCAR is going to put out an iRacing, or I mean, iRacing is going to put out a NASCAR video game, I guess, in addition to their own platform.
0: They really are the gang. You can't shoot straight. Are they? Just, <laughs> they're really.
1: it Sure feels like it.
0: Just awful. But we'll get, I'm sure our five point plan will, be heard um curb uh i know you didn't watch it today but i i can i make a couple of comments over uh the race the f1 race at coda
1: during our indycar section of the show
0: sure Go well ahead. i mean i i think some of these are, are indycar related okay curb the star spangled banner at the uh the f1 race today at the circuit of the americas sung by uh dylan gossett um who i know nothing about um uh, maybe the best rendition of it i've ever heard really yeah and wasn't really the type of music that i would normally say you know would you know float my boat but i'll send you a link to it i encourage you to watch it it was really you know it, it the you know i hate to be uh so cliche here, but it really did give me chills. It did,
1: but it was a different kind of music. So they didn't necessarily stay true to the original.
0: Absolutely not. But it was okay. still, you know, where, you know, we see so many people butcher it so often. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I just wanted to give that guy some credit. It was amazing. Um, All
1: right. Kudos to Dylan Gossett.
0: Yeah, that really, really, really good.
1: Anybody out there who knows who, anything about him, uh send, Send us a uh, what a DM to our X ex, X feed? Is that what you? What you I said? guess yeah uh, yeah
0: sure. Yeah. Um, yeah no it was uh, it was remarkable. Um, what was so, not remarkable and but had well was remarkable in that my jaw was on the ground when I saw her there commentating. Danica Patrick She
1: still has that job.
0: Again, I mean, her PR people must be so good. I just, I before you know, in a little bit of brief show prep before I got on here, I looked to see if like she'd been rehired and there was nothing about her being fired in the first place. And the, clearly, there was something about her being fired. You know, we reported on it uh, a few weeks ago, right? So she's still there and as uninsightful and bad as ever.
1: I, I don't know what she's on before. So, can...
0: no, she was still a sky, she's still a sky. It's the same, same thing.
1: So she wasn't on the, she wasn't on the other one Did you watch.
0: The other one that I watched, just to be clear, you're, you know, it's just, uh, it's just, there's a, there's the, the F1TV.com and you can watch that on there. It's different commentators.
1: Right. She's, she wasn't on there before she was on Sky the whole time. Correct. Correct. Hmm. That's, that's, uh, that's interesting.
0: Maybe she lawyered up. I don't know.
1: Good for, good for her.
0: Not really. Bad for us.
1: She's terrible. I didn't, I didn't say good for you. I say good for her.
0: Yeah. No. Terrible. Just she's awful. It's always running to the defense of Miss Patrick. It's, uh
1: Hey, if it's, Townsend Bell can have a job in racing, then so can Danica Patrick.
0: Well, he's better than she is.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they. People get people just get stuck in industries, and you can't get rid of them with a. You know. No matter how hard you try, they they stick around like a bad penny. Like a they get, they yes. get identified with a an industry or a series or whatever. All
0: right, uh, and just so you know, Max Verstappen won. Track limits uh, is is if there's one thing F1's getting incredibly wrong is track limits. Uh, the Qatar race was a great example. Another great example, just horrendous. And I think uh, the the Red Bull race in uh, Austria was the same. They're just it's it's a joke, right? And yeah the way they, they built those courses is, is a joke. And so you have to have this kind of artificial manufactured track limit in which people are always trying to push the limits of, which I get, but at the same time, it's like if they made the courses right in the first place, you know, and had real consequences for going off, it would self-moderate the problem. But all these things are just gigantic parking lots, you know, where there's no consequence for the runoff. And, um, yeah, it, it's it's terrible for racing, and I'm sure they're going to do something about it. But yeah, there's a few racetracks. In fact, Ben Salam said um, that these tracks. This is this shows you how far F1 is at this point. Ben Salam said, "Well, you know, they either fix them or we're not going to go back there." <laughs> <laughs> it's just very matter of factly. Yeah, they got to fix them or we're not going back. So.
1: Well, there you there you go
0: yeah and I don't know where Ricardo's sitting there, you know you know he's he's doing his thing, and I gotta tell you you know he's not looking so wonderful.
1: I thought he broke a bone or something and was out,
0: yeah he long. did, but he's he's racing again, and mm-hmm. you know but he's not he's not very very impressive he came in uh, uh he might have had some problems he came in dead last of the runners today and um I see here, you got uh, Sergio Perez came in. Oh, looks like uh, some things have happened afterwards. Uh Oh, so both uh, Hamilton and Leclerc got DQ'd. So Hamilton came in second, but apparently now has been DQ'd. So anyways, Sergio Perez was sixth. But he came in fourth because two people got, or because one person got DQ'd. So I guess he was in fifth, and one person got DQ'd.
1: So they so. had a race, and Hamilton got disqualified from the race altogether. He didn't get, he do something and get a time penalty or anything.
0: No, it was a, it was a skid block, yeah, uh, you know, compliance thing. And there's been a few of those. There was one in uh, IMSA not too long ago.
1: Well, I get it in IMSA, but
0: we're talking about. <laughs> We're talking about
1: um, the greatest sport in the world. I mean, the highest technology, the most expensive,
0: and they're going to be for skid plates. I know you're trying to be snarky here, Kurt, but I don't think uh, it's well, working I'm, to be honest. I'm,
1: I'm kind of snarky, but I'm kind of not. I mean,
0: you, I mean it, it just
1: seems
0: – are, are you saying that other series don't enforce rules? Or, or I mean, what are you trying to say? Like IndyCar would never do that?
1: I'm not saying that either. I'm saying
0: that... I mean, you might be right, because I, if I call Hinchcliffe won a race that he should have never won because his car was out of compliance. Texas, if I recall.
1: Well, I'm just... <clears throat> the racing product in Formula One, despite everything that you said that is right about their success and how big they are, we still agree that the racing product is mediocre, right? Yes. And now you're getting all these... You know, it's it's getting more um, about the rules and infractions than it is about the on-track product. And now it just seems to get even worse if you got, you know, track limit problems. Now you got skid plate problems and they're so precise and they seem to do all these things to, you know, check these cars before and after. It just seems amazing that they would somehow <laughs> get a skid plate infraction. And now somebody who finished a race gets DQ'd after the race. And it's it's like whatever happens on the track doesn't seem to matter because you got to wait till it's over and find out what the r- stewards say about who actually finished where.
0: I, I don't even know what you're talking about. I mean, this first race that I've seen this happen this No, year. I mean,
1: don't the results get changed all the time because somebody got a five-second penalty for this and somebody got a 10-second penalty for that? No, it usually happens during block. the
0: race. It's usually happened during the race.
1: Okay, whatever. I'm just saying that you should all just that. Being, time... You're just
0: you just want to hate F1 so bad, but I I've, I I got I I feel like I need to get get in front of this for you. I mean, that you're just hating for hate's sake. There's no there's nothing wrong with the FIA enforcing their own rules. There's nothing wrong with it.
1: Well, I'm not going to say that. It, in this, a but...
0: skid plate thing, there's no way you can check the way a skid plate is going to look after the race before the race. How can you do that? Thing wears down during the thing and, and sometimes it gets worn too much.
1: Can, uh, okay. um, we won't go on about this, but for the record, there was a time I enjoyed Formula One. It just hasn't been recently.
0: If you're not careful, it's gonna be the uh, only thing you can enjoy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I'm not the one that has to be careful.
0: But <laughs> well yeah, well we we we've done our part, I think to Help. I, well, I think that's a good one to end on because next 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 sesh, next session is exactly that. Our points plan and making sure that that becomes a reality. Okay, to bring it back
1: to our favorite series, though, to end on a at least relevant note, um, Crojean, in or out next year? Out. a uh, Carpenter, is it going to be Askew or Rasmussen? Rasmussen. Adele Coyne, at this point in time. Take the money and run. Do you think that she'll, whoever the drivers are, do you think today, you know who they, would you recognize their names today if you heard them?
0: Uh, One will be that Asian dude, Singapore that, guy, Frost, I think. Dude. Frost? Oh,
1: Dan, Daniel Frost? Yeah. Okay.
0: Singaporean. I don't even know if he's Asian, but.
1: I don't know what he is either, but. um,
0: Doesn't sound okay. very Asian.
1: So, ancient. so 50-50. <laughs>
0: Uh, I think this is a take the money and run year for Mr. Coin. Okay. Um,
1: uh, at, uh, Ray Hall vips in or out.
0: I think they desperately want him in. I think they got to find the money.
1: And, uh, heard a rumor that, uh, Foyt
0: may be talking to
1: Frucci about ovals only. Have you heard that? What do you think? I have
0: not heard that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I was just thinking, are they trying to take the Stingray Rob money then?
1: Uh, well, they got the the Peterson money already, right? So, yeah. um, and they got Penske money, apparently, or Penske something. But I don't know that he did that well. And he certainly won him back for the 500, I'm sure. But I don't know they performed that well on road and street courses. Um, I don't know that was all his fault. But uh, you know, I, heard, I heard elsewhere that Cannon arrives there and he says, look, we can't fix everything let's just focus on the 500 and after that we'll try to fix other aspects of the program. I also heard Canon lobbied hard for Ferrucci as a, even maybe as a condition for him coming there. So, um, so I think they put all their eggs in the Indy 500 basket. And, um, and I don't know that you can fault the drivers for lack of performance on the street and road courses,
0: but, uh, I, I don't know what to say about that one. I, it's certainly possible. My 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 bigger question is who takes the road and street courses then? Well, somebody with bucks, I'm sure. Somebody with a few bucks. Yeah, I mean, what's it? coins probably going to take? Uh, um, the elf. Francesco? Yeah. Maybe. He'll take the elf and frost. Frosty elf.
1: All right. Have you got your tickets to thermal yet? No. Nope.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I, it makes an inter- interesting headline, but I guess what it really means is, you know, they don't really want people there. No,
1: no. <laughs> unless, unless they're people with bucks, I might want to buy a lot, right?
0: Yeah, I think they want the right people there. Right, exactly. So. So. All Um
1: X. What's your X handle?
0: At Hero, H-I-R-O, IndyCar. At Hero IndyCar.
1: Any sponsors?
0: Yes. Hash Hive. Coming soon.
1: Coming soon. Is that, is that Hash, H-A-S-H, or Hatch, H-A-T-C-H?
0: H-A-S-H. Hive. Hash, hash hive. hive. okay, gotcha. Coming probably before the end of the year
1: great great there you go. looking forward to it
0: all right i gotta go i got dinner to cook what's for dinner a salad
1: uh, take care everybody
0: i think this might be our worst ever curb just <laughs> one on record is saying that right now uh, we'll see what you can
1: make of it